Hi Church, as we are gathered together online watching this video together this morning, uh, we were going to be at service there at the theater and I was going to share with you about the Bible. We're going to talk about in our series, Practically Spiritual, how to read God's Word. And I wanted to start off this series and this morning talking about why God gave us the Bible. And I want you to put yourself in a scenario with me this morning as you watch from the comfort of your own homes. And I'm glad that we're all safe and we're all warm. But the scripture that I want to share with you this morning is going to be encouraging, but it came from a very discouraging place. It came from a very dark place. It's from the Apostle Paul, and he was writing a letter to his son in the faith, his spiritual son, Timothy. And he was writing this from a prison cell in the city of Rome. And when we study this historically, we know that 2 Timothy was written uh, really as Paul's last words to his spiritual son. Uh, it was written on his. Uh, it was written during his second imprisonment in Rome, and he wasn't going to come back from this one. Uh, he would be executed soon after penning these words. But he wrote to his spiritual son Timothy in Second Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen. And I want us to to pay attention to these words because I believe they're going to speak to us down through the ages. These are the last words of Paul to his son Timothy. Some of his last words. He said in verse fifteen of Second Timothy chapter three. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, he says, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. This morning, we're going to look very quickly, very briefly at four things that Paul, writing these momentous words to his son Timothy, these weighty words, his last words really to his spiritual son, we're going to look at these and take them to heart for ourselves today. Four things that Paul says. Uh, number one, Paul says that it teaches us, God's word, it teaches us what is true. In other words, it shows us the path that we are to walk on. Number two, he says it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. In other words, it shows us how we've gotten off course. It shows us how we've fallen off into the ditch. Number three, Paul says it corrects us. It shows us how to get back on the path. I'm glad that God's word doesn't just say, here's what's right, here's how you've gone wrong, and then leave us there in the ditch. It doesn't do that though, thank God, that his word speaks to us and says, this is how you can get back on path. Here's some corrections so that you can get right back into the center of what I have for you and where I want you to go. Number four, God's word, Paul says, it teaches us to do what is right. It teaches us how to do what is right, and it shows us how to stay on the path. God gets us back on the path and he shows us how to continue to walk with him. And these are incredible things that Paul says, but he says a couple of other incredible things in this passage. Number one, he says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's God breathed. It's Theopanusto, that literally God breathed his words into the, the mind, the spirit of men who wrote them down. In other words, you can trust God's word. It's coming from him. Is there a medium in between? Yes, God used men and women to write these words down, but these words came from God. It's Theopanusto. It's God-breathed. It's inspired. It is his word. And because it's God's word, it's more than just the words of another writer. It's more than just the words of any person, any book that you could go down to the library. It's more than information God's word also has the power not just to inform us, it has the power to transform us. It's, 
It's alive. God's word is alive. I love getting into my Bible on a daily basis and opening it up, going to my daily Bible reading plan or just sometimes freestyling like I like to do and going in and reading. And when I read this, I've read the Bible many times cover to cover. I've read through it. I know the stories pretty well. But I'm challenged on a daily basis, not because I don't have enough information, but because God's work is not finished inside of me, and there's transformation that takes place when I read God's Word, and it's alive, and it's powerful. The Scriptures say that God's Word is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts right through all the noise. It cuts right through all the excuses. It cuts right through all the stuff that we have, and God's Word has the power to transform us. If you're looking at this book just trying to get information, there's some great stories, there's some great information, but I want to tell you that God's Word has the power to transform your life. Again, it has the power to teach us what is true. It has the ability to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It's a mirror that we can look in and see where we're missing out, missing the the mark, but it doesn't just leave us in that place. It corrects us. It shows us how to get back on and then shows us how to live a grace-enabled life, shows us how to live a life and follow Jesus and and experience that kind of life that Jesus has for us. So I love God's word for that purpose, that it's transforming, not just informing. And somebody once said, and I love this quote, I think it was Dwight Moody. He said, if you see a Bible that is all worn out and all used up and and well-worn, it probably belongs to somebody whose life isn't that way. In other words, the more that you put wear on, on the Bible, the more that you open it up and and mark up those pages and dog ear them and underline them and get God's word into your life, the more your life is going to be built up. It reminds me of what Jesus said. He said, build your life on the rock. If you put, if you build your life on my teachings, then when the storms come, not if, but when, your life is going to stand. And I want to ask you, are you anchoring your life to the teachings of Christ? Are you anchoring your life to God's word? Are you listening to those God-inspired, God-breathed words that come down to us. You know, as we're in this series called Practically Spiritual, I think about uh, people that say that they don't hear the voice of God. And one of the things, and we'll talk about this in a later message, I don't want to give all the goodies away today, but but since you're at home drinking hot cocoa and having fun, we're just going to go ahead. One of the things that people do is they say, I don't hear God's voice, and they neglect one of the supreme ways that God speaks to you and to me through His Word. How exciting is it that you can get into God's Word And you can have an appointment with Moses and Daniel and with Jesus himself and hear their thoughts, hear their words, and let God speak to you through their lives. Let God transform you through their lives. I want to encourage you right now in a couple of key areas as we finish up here today uh, and you go and play in the snow or do whatever you're going to do. I'm not going to play in the snow. I don't want to be outside. I want to be in here where there's heat and food and warmth and civilization and internet and all the good stuff. But here's three steps I want to give us, uh, give to us as a church today. Number one, I want us to commit ourselves to daily Bible study and meditation. You know, it's not enough just to read God's word. We need to meditate on it. And that word meditation is very similar to what a cow does when they chew the cud. It's that you get the word in you, you chew on it, you think on it, you process it, you bring it back up, you do it again and again and again. You, you stick right there and you allow God's word to just kind of sit on top of you, sit inside of you, and you steep your life in God's word. But I want us to commit ourselves to do this on a daily basis. You know, champions are not made by every once in a while practice, every once in a while commitment. Champions are made on an everyday commitment. 
And for us to be champion followers of Christ, we need to be in his word every single day, committed, sitting right there, being with Christ on a daily basis. Number two, I want us to commit ourselves to study the Bible with other believers. We have joy groups. You can go right to joyeugene.com. You can click on the joy groups tab and you can see all the list of the great joy groups that we have all throughout the week, all over the city. I want you to get yourself there. We have great food, great times of fellowship, but we get into the word of God. We study it. We allow God's word to change us together. And it's so great to be in a group with other people and allow their insights and their thoughts and the things that God's doing in their life to impact us. And I love my joy group. We do ours on Monday night. It's awesome. I go to one on Thursday night. It's awesome. They're, they're, They're all great. All the people that lead them are great. All the people that go are great. You're going to have a great time going, but commit yourself to study God's word with other believers. You got to do it. It's going to be awesome. And the number three, I want to challenge you this. I want you to ask God right after this message is over. I want you to ask God, what part of, of his word do you need to act on today? You know, Jesus had a brother named James and James actually wrote one of the books of the Bible. And in that book of the Bible, James talks about uh, a person who looks in a mirror and walks away and forgets what they look like. And he he equates that to a person who allows God's word to come to them and not change them. And they don't listen to it. They don't heed it. And it's like looking in the mirror and forgetting what your face looks like. It goes in one ear and out the other. And that's what he says is a person who's a hearer only of the word, but not a doer. It's not about just getting, again, piles of information. It's about the revelation that leads to transformation. It's about God getting his word inside of you so that his word can get through you and can impact your life and the world around you. And so I want to challenge you today. Ask God, God, what part of your word do I need to begin to put into practice in my life right now? No waiting, no hesitating. God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to allow it to transform me, change me from the inside out, and I'm going to act on it. My steps are going to be different from this point forward. You guys are awesome. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.